0: don't say I wake up and I have to go to work or you know I have to be with my family or I have to do this they say you wake up and I like, wait a minute I'm alive I live in a free country I get to do these things mm-hmm. Right? I get to get up and go train I get to exercise I have the freedom to do all these things and that's what to me like the freedom of being an entrepreneur is all about mm-hmm.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Anthony for a new episode of your Virtus podcast. Today, my guest is Mr. Coach John. Coach John is the founder of Life is Hard, Fighting is Easy. He's going to speak with us today about going through adversity with martial arts, becoming a better person, having confidence, and how to use health to become the best version of yourself. I met John a couple of weeks ago through the 10X community, and we instantly shared common values and uh, ways to think about life. So, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure and honor to meet you today, my friend, and welcome to the show.
0: Awesome, Anthony. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. All so, right. So, John, usually with my with my guests, what I like to to start with is just to go back in time when you were a little John, and uh, were you already in the martial arts from a very early age, or it came later in life?
0: No. So yeah, my martial arts journey started when I was seven years old. So
1: quite,
0: yeah, young. Yeah, so quite young. Um, My parents, so I had a lot of energy when I was a kid, just bouncing back and forth everywhere. Yeah. Um, And I also, I have a son now and he has the same energy, so I can see Mm. what my parents went through. (laughs) So um, I had a lot of energy. Um, They didn't know how to really control it. Also had um, some anger issues. So they found karate. They found the nearest karate school and they said, Okay, we're putting you in there. And instantly I fell in love with him. Right? The, the karate, the master, he was very strict. He was no nonsense. He made us do push-ups on our knuckles. And after that, I started watching just kung fu movies and like Bruce Lee, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all that, all that stuff. And then I fell in love with martial arts. So I, my journey then... Back then, I, I was born in Jamaica, St. Andrews, Jamaica. Um, then my parents moved to the States, and then they found me a Taekwondo school. So I went through all the belts in Taekwondo, got my second, de- second degree in black belt. And then I wanted to do something more. I did tournaments, but I wanted to do something more physical, like punching and kicking people. Mm-hmm. So I went to college, um, moved up to Boston, to Massachusetts, and I found Muay Thai. So Muay Thai is what I've been doing since I was 21. So that's like um, about 18 years now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And um, from then I got to really fight. So I got to go in the ring. I got to do Muay Thai. Um, It was awesome, amazing experiences. Um, Then I transitioned to MMA, mixed martial arts and some Brazilian Jiu Jitsu under my belt. So I have Uh a very wide range of martial arts.
1: Yeah uh BJJ are you brown belt purple belt black belt no no so or it's grappling for MMA so you don't have belt yeah it's different
2: I I have
0: I have belt so I have my blue belt I've had uh-huh. my blue belt for about 10 years yeah <laughs> just because I've switched schools so many uh-huh. times gotcha. so that's a, still a journey
1: it's, it's, man look I, I'm not gonna start a, an argument on like belt colors is this like my I remember my coach in Quebec He just received his brown belt, and he's uh, a forty-something, and he's been doing this for his whole life. Like just because there's gi and no gi, and sometimes if you just have life is going on, and you cannot be in the same system to receive your belt, but it doesn't mean that you're not practicing every day.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent true.
1: So okay, so that was part of your physical journey, but if I remember well at first you were not, so you were in a more traditional path for education, like engineering or something. Am I correct?
0: Right. Yeah. So I wasn't always um, into business. So now I own the business. Life is hard, mm-hmm. fighting is easy. Um, but back then, um, all I was thinking about was I was going to school. I went to uh, Northeastern University for engineering. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was how I thought I was going to make my money. And then I was just kind to fighting was a hobby and it was a passion. It was just something i love to do on the side right so um i went to school for engineering um all during that time i was i was training i was training i was training and then fighting on the nights and weekends then i did engineering for 10 years and i realized this is not the path for me right this is not what i want to do
1: how did you know that what was like the feeling because i think most of my audience will be people who want to transition from employee to entrepreneur And maybe they want to get out of this cast of society. Like I'm supposed to do this because it's a good salary. And my parents told me this. So how did you broke? Did you break out of that? Because I think also your father maybe was an influence for your. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My my father was a mechanical engineer Mm -hmm. and I was just going down the same path. But to rewind back, even when I was a kid and I told you I couldn't sit still, I had a lot of energy. And i was like how do people sit still from nine to five (laughs) every single day and just get up and go to work i saw my dad do that um but then one day i remember i read the book called rich dad poor dad
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right and that's when it opened my eyes because right i only had one path when my when my parents moved to the states they said you know become a a doctor a lawyer or an engineer so i followed the engineer classic but i very conservative yeah yeah very conservative but then um, that book kind of opened my eyes. I remember this was around 2014, a year before my son was born. Mm-hmm. And then I said, wow, there's a different way. And my parents always told me, this, "This, you can't make money doing martial arts. Or I used to break dance as well. So they mm-hmm. said, you can't make money doing breakdancing and martial arts. And I said, no, I want to be a Kung Fu man. I want to be a um, Jackie Chan, a, a stuntman. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um and then I saw Jackie Chan broke all the bones in his body. And I said, well, no, nah, I don't want to be a stuck man anymore. <laughs> but that switch hit for me um, when when I read that book, right? Kind of opened my eyes. And then the journey from there is, I, for me, once I make a decision, it's kind of like the martial arts like mindset in me. Once I make a decision, nothing's stopping me. Like I go 100% forward down that road, right? So in my mind, I made the decision and I just started on personal development first, and then I started making a plan. So 2014, 2015, I found out my wife was pregnant mm-hmm. and then the switch really hit. And I was like, Nope, I'm going to do something now or never.
1: Right. And why this, uh the pregnancy, because you were thinking about how I'm going to provide, and if I'm going to be even more stressed because of the work instead of doing something else.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, the work path, even though it was consistent income, it was not like my home life balance. I was having a lot of anger issues still. Mm. The only time I would feel better was when I was in the gym and I'd come yeah. home. Sometime my wife would say, no, go to the gym. You're too cranky. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Go train and then come back. So I knew like that's where I was good. That's where I felt like I was the best, my, my best self
2: mm-hmm
0: right um my other transition happened when um i had to stop fighting because i got a major concussion yeah so i think we Speak talked about a little that about a this. interesting story yeah of course go ahead yeah yeah so one day before one of my major fights my major mixed martial arts fights i was going down the road to become a championship i was going to fight for belts and then go back this was in mixed martial arts then I was going to go back to Muay Thai and then do professional Muay Thai. But life said, no, life said, um, I had a concussion. Um, I had all these symptoms for, for about a year. Mm, Wow. Like, like, yeah, like dizziness. I couldn't walk straight. I couldn't, um, I couldn't really train. I couldn't really fight. And my coaches, you know, thankfully for them, they said, we're not going to put you in the ring. Um, until we feel it's safe for you to go back but i just never felt um right getting getting hit mm. in the head again got it yeah yeah so that was a major transition which made me say okay let me switch to um coaching
1: was let there a grief to... period for you uh, john like any grief of like i need to let go of my identity as a fighter and just okay i'm gonna be a great coach but for now it's a bit painful to think i'm not gonna be the performer in the in the ring or in the
0: octagon, it was hugely painful. Yeah, no. it was like a, a huge mourning period, right? Because that was a major part of my life. Um, fighting was like it's fighting is easy as the name of my company, but that's also my my philosophy. Hmm. That's why I felt like I was fully in control of of everything, and you know, even though this person's trying to punch me, he's trying to kick me in the face. Um, I still felt, you know, I felt great doing it. Um, so there was a huge mourning period after that. Yeah. And I had to just, um, I just had to get through it. I just had to push through it.
1: There was no specific tips to help you. Just, you know, just went every day, like every day is a new day and eventually it felt better or there was something else maybe more mentally speaking that you could share to help you if somebody else is going in a similar transition not necessarily physical, but maybe through a breakup or to the death of a loved one. And just you feel this emptiness. Could you fill it with something else or you think it's valuable to just sit with this feeling and it will pass at you with time and with appreciating yourself and just things as they are?
0: Uh, well, I can't speak for anyone else, but yeah, for me, I took the teaching moments um, as the moments that I could to spread, to spread my passion, right. To spread what I do to like the next generation of fighters. Mm,
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so even though it was a hard transition for me, because I would look at my training partners, you know, they were going out to fights and even watching fights on TV, I would feel like there was like that emptiness inside. Mm -hmm. Right. So, one thing was just um, kind of, I had to just try and live through my students. Um, another huge thing, and this is what keeps me moving still today, right? Is teaching. I, so I teach fighters, but I also teach pe- regular like office professionals mm-hmm. who would maybe have no interest in fighting, but they want to get in shape. They want to yeah. like feel like it what it is to train that. and fight. Yeah. yeah um so teaching them all the stuff that i learned the hard way right so a big example was like getting too many hits to the head right mm-hmm. back in the day this was back in the old ufc days right when when so you know, yeah when um we there was no research on concussions no like headgear wasn't really a big thing and you know, so we just used to go in there and, you know, it was just like, let's just punch and kick each other. And there was no huge um, protection. Right. But side note, John, do
1: you, uh, sorry, do you believe in headgear? Because some have mixed feelings about is it actually helping or it's it can give a false sense of security and still create more injuries? Because I read some mixed articles about that. Maybe you can give me your expert advice on that.
0: Yeah. So a little bit of both. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, I train all my students. I say you have to, um, if you want to turn it up, right, there's a time and place to turn it up. But we're yeah. not going to go 80 to 100% every single day, right? I teach my, my, my students to fight with control. Mm. So you can hit, punch, kick the bag as hard as you can. You can hit the pads as hard as you can. But when you're sparring with each other, right, only going like 40 to 50%.
1: Got it. Right.
0: And then I say, if you guys show me you can do it with control, you don't need the headgear. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're not going to get punched and kicked that hard yeah. in the head.
1: Yeah. Right? Got it. Yeah.
0: Um, if you want to turn it up, we're going to go maybe one day a week where, you know, you guys are going to fight, train hard, know what it's like. Because I feel like everyone should know what it's like to get hit. <laughs> right to get like hit one time in the head <laughs> so you know how you react i know <laughs> Yeah, i remember so so yeah. yeah yeah you had a story about that too right You got... yeah yeah yeah
1: i had a story about that and i think <laughs> I, I mentioned that in my first uh, episode my solo episode my concussion too and just like i don't i remember the context i remember the punch coming to my eye but then i remember being on the ground and just like it was a flash knockout but i remember just losing the contact between me being six foot four standing up and the tower fell down and feeling the the mat on my face like where am i that was yeah yeah very fast
0: and yeah it happens that way sometimes
2: Mm
0: -hmm. when i had um i found out the doctors found out that my concussion was not one big blow to the head it was a repeated like small little mini concussions that happened over time
1: that's even worse yeah
0: yeah and then one day i just got i was choked unconscious and i was out less than 10 15 seconds and then when i woke up i said whoa i thought i was back in my apartment Mm. (laughs) but i was still at the gym Jeez. and then that's how it happened right so when i teach my students right we train safely We train so that you guys can go back to your jobs, and you can go back to your life, and you're not going to go back concussed or anything. Yeah, I learned the hard way, so they they don't have to. That's
1: the positive side, I think, the of learning martial arts in a efficient and clever way. Like you will just go back. Of course, nobody is fully protected from accidents. It can happen. It's still a dangerous sport, even if you're controlled. Like even in in uh, jujitsu, I I remember I could uh, okay. One of my friends broke his hand simply rolling and just I heard a snap and the, the hand was broken. Like these things can happen, but in, in any sports right. and even not in sports. So it's to calculate the positive and negative. Okay. If I'm going to just sit on my butt full day, is that more dangerous than going train with an amazing group of individuals, having this family vibe, becoming a better person, losing weight, becoming shredded, being more, uh, endur- uh, bigger, uh, what's the word? Endurance. Stamina, it's like, it's a no brainer, but just find your activity. If it's not MMA, it's fine. Just find something you like and, and go all in. That's my advice. And I spoke with that about that for many episodes already. And everybody agrees with me.
0: So, yes. So that's exactly my philosophy. My thing is that fighting doesn't have to be in the ring. Like you fight for whatever you're passionate about, Mm. right? If you're passionate about podcasting, right? You go 100% all in.
2: Oh yeah. I'm all
0: in. right. <laughs> if you're passionate about accounting, right? I have no passion for accounting. But <laughs> <or> maybe <laughs> you do, right? But you you people tell me like, oh, fighting is not easy for me. And I said, Well, what are you passionate about? Right? Some people, it's their kids. I say you would fight one hundred percent for your kids. They say, Well mm-hmm. yeah. Like there's not even a second thought about that. Yeah. Right. So that's that's how I am. You know, that's how I am with my family too.
1: Mm. Do you cultivate this? Mentality. So if you have, uh, it's okay. Fighting is easy or whatever I'm passionate about is easy. If people don't have anything right now that they feel they want to fight for, or they're maybe a bit lost, a bit confused, like what's my path in the world. And they're in this transition. This is awkward situation. They maybe have a job and they want something else, but they don't know what exactly, what is some advice you can give them to figure out what is your unique path?
0: Yeah, so no, that's a a really good question um, because I know a lot of people struggle with it. A lot of my students struggle with it too. Yeah. So um, what I did was I went back to when I was younger, right? When I was in that confused, what do I want to do kind of stage in my life. I said, wait, what did I do when I was a kid that I just felt like I was free, right? Sometimes when you're a kid, There's no worries. There's no bills. There's no, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing else to worry. You just do what you want to do within reason, you know, what your parents Mm -hmm.
2: say.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, But that's what I would tell people. I would say, you know, do this exercise. Take a a sheet of paper. Right. And just kind of take a few breaths. Do this when you're, you're not feeling overwhelmed or stressed. And just write down. It's like when I was a kid i love to do whatever right um i love to run pretend i was an astronaut right i love to jump around and run i love to sit and read or i love to color right and then from there you know that'll open up like a different line of thinking instead of what i have to do it's like what i want to do right or Mm -hmm. what i get up and what i can what i get to do Mm -hmm. right So, to, to, a little bit to take it a little bit off of fighting, um, a huge mindset shift happened for me when I said to my, and I, I heard this in a book, I can't remember which book, but they said, listen, um, don't say I wake up and I have to go to work, right? Or I you know, have to be with my family or I have to do this. They say, you wake up and I, like, wait a minute, I'm alive. I live in a free country. I get to do these things. Mhm. Right? I get to get up and go train. I get to exercise. Right? I have the freedom to do all these things. Like I don't have to you don't have to limit yourself on anything. And that's what to me like the freedom of being an entrepreneur is all about, right?
1: Yeah. Like, that's beautiful, I, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think like to have this mindset of freedom and appreciation. And I spoke about that also with many guests, the the gratitude effect. And if you can appreciate what is given to you already every day, you can be so much more fulfilled, even if you don't have much materially, which is possible for many people who are just starting out as entrepreneurs, everybody has bad days. Yeah. And if you can just take this hardship. And, uh, I remember I saw a post from Grant this morning or yesterday crisis creates greatness and i really like this this quote because when you're down to the ground is this both in fighting or in life and like man i have nothing else to give this is not true man there's so much more to give and it's just this little moment of infinity on this big beautiful planet and you're just spinning so fast in the universe and you don't feel all of that but there's this gravity there's the sun exactly at the right angle to hit us exactly the right degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit. There's like all these laws that you don't see yeah, and because see- of that, you are who you are. And you are you have the, the capacity to go after interesting but- goals and dreams and not be stuck where you are, because the, the only f- way you're stuck is when you decide that you're, you let the situation control you control your your mind. And it's usually just an illusion and you can just you're in prison you take the lock it's not even locked you don't even need a key you just pull the the metal part
0: and the door open by itself correct that's it man man so i think i i left out a huge portion of my story so go ahead um, go back so light yeah let me go back for a minute life is hard fighting is easy that didn't come to me when i was in the greatest of like i didn't wake up and i was like you know, this is great. Oh, life is hard. But, inspiration. No, like I was in a very, very low place. Like I was actually I was injured, like I had a major back injury. And that was that stopped my training. And, you know, my wife would tell me when I'm not training, I, I'm not myself. Yeah. <laughs> or when I'm not training people. So I was just I remember I was sitting on the train and I was just um, I was feeling very, very low. And I was just thinking to myself over and over, the thought kept repeating myself, life is hard. Right? Life mm. is hard. This is not controllable. Like, what am I doing? Where am I going with my life? And then I said, um, but wait, what's what's easy for me? What is what is can I do that's just makes things just like flow? Mm-hmm. And that was always fighting. I was always, since I was a little kid, going into the studio and and just punching and kicking things really <laughs> that made me feel great um, so I said fighting is easy and then I said like, wait what if I just take this slogan and I put it on a t-shirt and I remember that, that same fight that before the fight I got the concussion I was like let me put this on a t-shirt and let me just walk out to the ring with it and maybe I can sell a few of them mm. and just make a little bit more money and then continue fighting Right, um, and then I finally went to my like the people at my gym, which were huge supporters. My gym was Sid Yao Tong, right? It was the, they were huge in, in Muay Thai mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, and I said, Guys, would you buy this shirt? Buy my fight tickets, like I'm going out to do my MMA fight, it's gonna be big. They were like, Fighting is that's huge, like we love that. And I said, You, you like it? You know, really? And they said, yeah, they can sell us this t-shirt. We want a t-shirt. We want a t-shirt. Right? Mm. And then a week before my fight, that's when the concussion happened. That's when I had to pull out the fight. And I said, oh, man, I got to take it. I got to refund everybody their money. And, oh. and, I, and then you know I was like, maybe they don't want the shirt anymore because they thought I was going to fight. And then they said, what do you mean? No, we're taking the shirt. We're keeping these shirts. Like, yeah, this is an amazing story. The slogan. brand was already established by this little moment. Like, Exactly. And that's when I figured out, wait, maybe I can take this and build something out of it. Mm. Right. And that's where life is hard fighting is easy came from.
1: And did you have the same logo at the same, at that time, or it's, it's a new logo Not the, the one you have currently?
0: Oh, so the, the little boy. Yeah. Um, so actually that I just had the slogan, the life is hard fighting is easy. The little boy, came from my wife because she's huge into art ah. and I remember she she made it from Adobe paint really? right hours and hours and hours of she just like I'm like how are you doing that and she's like I, I I love this she's she has a passion for art
1: if you hear I love something that's because you let that person just do whatever he or she's doing
0: exactly yeah, yeah. so the little the little face So she called it Little Luda because my fight name was Luda. I had a big Afro when Mm. I used to fight, like Ludacris. Yeah. And so she made it kind of like animation style. And then the bandana, that's called the Mongol in Muay Thai. And that represents a fighter's, like, um, status. Uh So if you ever, you know, look up Muay Thai or fights, you'll see them wear these Mongols. Yeah, yeah, this I know, yeah. I and that's what the, the little looter, that little symbol came from
1: cool man cool yeah. awesome so after so you didn't have to refund them it was okay and from them did you have a path from just being a fighter to having clients like how oh, did you become so, a business from that afterwards
0: yeah so so um my plan was to take this in stages right because like i was saying my wife was pregnant at the time where I made this decision. So I knew that this was going to be the hardest sell that I had to make
1: in my life. <laughs> oh my God. I yeah. can't imagine.
0: Telling my <laughs> wife, who is pregnant, that I want to go from a steady job with health <sighs> insurance and dental and all this to no job and starting from the bottom again, right? Um, so
1: that's very, that's people must know about this because small so many people will relate to having to do the hardest sale like this one from the your love partner and you're just are you crazy how many times hey. my wife told me anthony what are you doing Like, <laughs> what Ooh. are you doing why don't you don't have a normal job but it's okay now she gets it like as i move along and she sees right. i'm committed it's it's different but if you're yeah. not 100 in and you're not sold on yourself then it's like you come across as a bit like not confident and what if it fails you cannot even entertain the idea of failure if it's your life mission.
0: Yeah. All right. So I uh, since I was I come from an engineering background, I have a very analytical mind. Mm-hmm. Right. I said oh, okay, I cannot just spring this on her. So I made a whole business plan. Like um I I documented this whole business plan, which is nothing about what I'm doing now, right? It's changed so much over the years. Yeah this is my fourth, fourth year in business full time. Um, but back then, you know, I thought I was going to do all these things and change the whole world. And, um, but you know, life gives you other directions. Yeah, always. (laughs) Um, so, so I made the business plan, right? So when I first told this to her and I was like, honey, I think I want to be an entrepreneur. Like I was just putting in little, little things into her mind. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to do engineering anymore and then um over time she she kind of got that i'm not happy in what i'm doing now right fighting martial arts this is how i want to do this is what i want to do right so she said okay you one pay off all your debts right with the exception of my student loans Mm -hmm. which which are still there but she said pay off all your other debts right get at least ten thousand dollars saved into the account and then we'll talk right Mm -hmm. so i said okay um so with that you know came with sacrifice right so Mm -hmm. had to sacrifice all the stuff that we were doing like going out for big dinners Mm -hmm. buying her louis vuitton purses or high fashion stuff so there's always that sacrifice
1: Mm, got it yeah of course right
0: but Oh, and another huge mindset shift came when I told myself, um, okay, you're not just going into the job to do the job, right, and and to do engineering and, and come out. This engineering is funding your dream, mm. right? So I said, every time you get a paycheck, put it into the account because this is funding your dream, Wow. right? And then... Um, just so something for people who are doing that transition. I thought 10K was like, oh, I'm going to have a good cushion. No, 10K goes quickly. 10K went. Yeah. <laughs> just like just ran through that 10K yeah. very, very quickly. Right. Um, there's so a you lot got of the other th- things, 10K. Right?
1: So you got this first amount and then your wife said, okay, you're serious. You can continue. And then what was the... Yeah, from this, okay, I have a little cushion, but you still need to get known. So was it just with your network from gyms and people you already knew from fighting network or you had a different way to find new clients? And as you said, those professionals who are maybe just looking to get fitter and lose weight.
0: So in the beginning, it was a little bit easier for me because I was at a gym already. Mm -hmm. So I was at a gym um, that I became a trainer at. So people would go out and they would, they've already seen me fight. So this was in Massachusetts. Um, so a lot of those people would come and be like, okay, Hey, can you help me train? I was learning how to be a trainer back then, mm-hmm. right? Like 12 years ago or so. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do pad work for free because I was learning as well. I was like, you guys are helping me. I'll help you. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right. So while I was working engineering, um, I wouldn't. I would take some side to side from training, and I would. I would just do pad work for them. So I just kept building, building, and then I started. Okay, I need to make a little bit of money off of this, so I started charging people. Right. How much and you then, were
1: charging at the beginning when you were? Uh, yeah.
0: Rookie? Too low, way too low. Too low. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head. It was, way. Probably half as much as I'm training. I'm um, charging now, like maybe mm-hmm. 50 dollars $50 for an hour. Yeah, something like that.
1: So I don't know what is the normal price. So I cannot compare. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like it was so one, one hour of of all the experience that I that I went through. As yeah, fighting as a fighter. Mm-hmm. Now I realize like what people are nothing. getting for me now. Yeah is not just hey i'm teaching you how to you know be strong and and lose weight and and fight learning how to defend yourself right what they're getting is all the lessons that i've learned over countless um hours and hours of training right since from my taekwondo days Mm -hmm. Um, i also got certified as a personal trainer and then i got certified as a yoga instructor so w- what I bring people is not just like you're gonna learn how to fight you're gonna learn how to fight and be a well-rounded person
2: mm-hmm.
0: right yeah. so that's, that's- if you want to if you want to come come to me and be like coach john listen i just I just want to go and I just want to fight and spar, right and I'll be like okay I can teach you that right but most of my clients right they come to me and they're like no we, we want to be like we want to be more like you like they see mm-hmm. you you've got this side where you, you know you were you were a fighter you were hardcore but then there's this other side so- softer side the sensei the yeah master. which i'm like okay i can teach people how to, to chill breathe calm down do yoga and just be right
1: man that's uh, very beautiful i like This idea of having the balance, I know like in life, okay, some people will disagree if you need to have a work life balance, like professional or personal. But in this case of physical, I think it's very important to balance the yin and the yang, the masculine and the feminine. I'm using stereotypes right now, but people will follow like the hard impact, aggressive bones on bones and Mm -hmm. the yoga, the, the tide, the water, the flow the moon energy, just like this, ah, it's, if you don't have both, eventually you will have injuries and you will have just setbacks. I had this many times, just balls to the walls. And then you're like, man, I'm exhausted. My adrenals are fried. I feel horrible. I don't, I didn't stretch. I didn't do any yoga and I I didn't feel like balanced at all. So tell us more about that because you're certified in in both That's quite cool.
0: So yeah, so I I didn't kind of like you. I was I was going very, very hard into my training um uh, through my teenage and then early twenties. Right, those are my were my main fighting days. I did zero stretching. <laughs> right? Um nice. it, in the gym, you know, it was a bunch of, you know, mostly guys who were like, um, you know, we're just gonna train. Stretching is not It wasn't that popular thing
1: (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, But then, you know, I started to get older and my body started to to scream (laughs) at me. And then I found um, Bikram was the first yoga hot yoga. And I started once I started doing that, I started my body said, okay, we feel refreshed. Mm -hmm. Right. I'd come out of a 90 minute yoga session. Like I was a new person so that's when i realized that yeah there's something to yoga there's something to to breathing and stretching that that will it it won't stop your training it will enable you to train longer right you and i think that's what what you're seeing in the younger generation in like these mma fighters now like they're realizing that that nutrition is important that yoga is important um like um I'll tell you a quick story uh um you know have you heard of the Diaz brothers, of course, yeah, so those guys right people Animals. look at them and they're like the Diaz brothers, they're so crazy, right, but I think they 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 they're from the hardcore streets in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and that's the way they were brought- brought up um but um, I read an article or I saw like um one of them, I think it was um Nate would just sit under waterfalls and meditate. Hmm. And I saw that and I was like, what? You just meditate? And then other fighters, I think this was on The Ultimate Fighter. They were like, what is he doing to meditate? Like, what are you sitting down and breathing? You should be training. But if you are just going, like you said, hardcore all the time, 100% forward, and you don't take that time to build, like, yourself up mentally you're just going to crash out yeah you're going to crash and burn and you don't want to crash and burn when you're in the middle of a fight Mm. like that's not that's not the time right or if you're not a fighter if you're in the middle of a, a a meeting that's super important right and you've built your nerves are on edge and you're sitting there and you're like nervous and anxious and you're like what if this meeting doesn't go well and that's what meditation is for, right? It, it doesn't have to be for anything spiritual. It doesn't have to be anything religious. It it can just be, like you being in the moment, right? Like we're sitting here talking.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Just you, just taking a step back from being at one hundred percent all the time. To just be, to just, just be, right?
1: To just be in this. In this moment where everything is going so fast around us and the kid, the job, the, the news, uh, the economy, politics, everything is around us. And just giving you this, oh man, like life is hard. As you said earlier, life is hard, but how can I remain in the present and keep, keep control of who I am because okay. I I cannot change much things around me, but what can I change? I can change my perceptions and I can change my state of being in the here and now in my physical body. And that's, I think, is the the first stone that you need to build anything else on top of that. Correct?
0: Yeah. And if if I would go back, like I wouldn't change that many things, but I would have started my yoga, my meditation practice a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would have been a lot better off, like like mentally. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, I didn't, I didn't go through my experience with, without any help. Like I got, um, on my transition from engineering to, to being an entrepreneur, I got business coaching, right? Um, for like my anger, I went to see a psychologist,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And that, that helped not only me, but it helped my relationship with my wife, Yeah. um, because this one thing I see, because we're both in the 10x with Grant Cardone, which is phenomenal. But one thing I see with Grant Cardone, which made me made me go towards him, is that he's still married, right? He's still married, and he has his family, and and he's got that all together. Yeah. At least that's what we see, right? That he is all. He has I think
2: all they're together. I think
1: they're they're genuine. They, they look very authentic when they're together, and and. When I was watching the undercover billionaire, when it's moments with his family, like I was almost crying myself. If it's organized with the show, then they're very powerful actor. But I would really doubt that because to see how much it was difficult for him to lie to people he didn't know because of his addicts year when he was taking drugs and lying to everybody, like I was also lying to everybody when I was taking drugs, Mm -hmm. then you can see you don't want to lie anymore. And then you're authentic and you love your family and you want to build this business for your family, but eventually just this family energy is spreading to community and then to maybe province or region or state, and then to country and then internationally. But you yeah. have to start with just man. This is my family unit. We're very strong together. Of course, we everybody has hard times with uh, the spouse or with the kids. It's just part of your own school of life, I think, because somebody who's single and nothing wrong with being single, but if you're single, it will be a way different challenges on a day to day basis than if you're at home in the same four walls and now we can jump into the covid situation because there is something interesting for me here when you're stuck in four walls with the same people every day 24/7 and there's no escape and 2020 to 2022 it was like this oh man yeah. how did you live that man and how did you oh, bounce wow. back in your business so personal and business during covid please
2: oh
0: man oh yeah yeah that was rough i mean uh we all went through it right in yeah. new york city That's so i'm based out of queens new york so new york everything shut down right um especially the gyms um like when when this first happened and they said nyc is shutting down uh first it's like there's this panic that sets in right there's this like uh-oh um you know i remember i was at training out of a boxing gym and you know i first i called the owner and then he said nope we have to shut down the mm-hmm. mandated everything is shutting down um and it was rough right i lost about 70 percent of my clients during that time um because you know different things they were furloughed um some people just never got back to work um I'm just trying to think like, right? and on the family too. Yeah, it was tough. So at that time, and I don't know why, maybe because I'm a little bit crazy, I decided, uh, my son was just going into uh, first grade at a new school. And I was involved in the, the Parent Teacher Association. And they said, who wants to be the PTA president? And then nobody stepped up, right? This was right when COVID was happening. And they said, there's going to be no PTA president. So for some reason, I raised my hand and I said, I'll do it. I had no experience in being a PTA president. I didn't know what I was doing. And we were just going through that whole hybrid model of of the hugest failure that I've seen in the education system. Is that? Um, So the good thing about me being an entrepreneur was that I could take that time and I could be home with my son. You know, and I could, whenever he needed to beat me to be there, I, I was there for the hybrid teaching. Um, but also, I was no income, right? Um, this put a huge pressure on my, me and my wife, because my wife, she works in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. And as you've heard, you probably heard on the news, nursing homes hit so hard with COVID. Yeah. Right. I was scared for her every single day that she went into work. Um, and funny thing is, she never ended up getting COVID.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I, I got it last year. My wife got it. I mean, my son got it, uh, which was also very scary. Right? We got through it, but um, yeah. So, so it was a tough time. Um, I just had to keep taking it day by day. And I just said, um, one day I was like, wait, what can I give back? Right? How can I take this time and, you know, give back to maybe my clients? They're going through very, very hard times. Yeah. So I said, wait a minute. I just got certified with this yoga. I can do meditation. So I started doing free meditations for, for people, like through Zoom. Mm -hmm. and um, I cleared out one space in my apartment and then we just built a home gym and I started doing free fitness classes like it was mostly like my family some friends and clients Mm -hmm. and I just said guys come on this is free we're all going through this like let's do this and then I did it for the PTA right I was like since I'm the PTA president I don't know how to be a PTA president But let me give back to what I, what I know. So that's, that's how I was able to, to get through it just by giving back.
1: Giving back. Yeah. And so you gave back and at the time, so your business, so Jim shut down, big loss of your client, clientele. Um, which kind of transition did you have in order to become more online? I think now you have an app if I'm correct. So maybe you can speak about this transition from physical to digital. And was it difficult? Is it still difficult Uh, and why you think maybe it's the way of the future and there will always be a place for online training like you do right now. So
0: 100%, um, I would never say that the in-person um, especially with martial arts training the in person experience of training yes yeah, i don't think different. that's going to go away mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. because very both with martial i teach martial arts and self defense and you just i cannot teach you self defense over the over the internet yeah right it just just not going to work right i can teach you moves i can teach you you know if you have a little experience right and and you want to do virtual training i can teach you moves and it's worked for some clients right some clients switched to virtual training and then they didn't go back because they didn't mm-hmm. they weren't comfortable they're still not comfortable right going back in the gym setting yeah but hugely the um especially with the shift from employees not being in 100 percent in the office anymore mm-hmm right, to a kind of a hybrid model or working remotely. That remote training, virtual training, and I don't know if the metaverse is going to take off or not. I'm still <laughs> watching that. Right? Uh, because some, some people have told me, like, you should get in the metaverse and just train people like that, be an avatar. And uh, like, I, don't like, know. I like I do like physical know.
1: contact. I think it's uh, yeah. still, you kind of feel the same connection. Uh, and imagine, yeah, having the the headset while training I, I don't know for me i would prefer to hire you in person all day every day for the rest of my life than just it just metaverse it's a i think it's a conflicting situation some people like it some people don't like it what about personal data how it will be oh, i personally i'm not yeah. a big fan of that i i prefer the face to face and of course now we're we're blessed to have zoom and StreamYard and like what we're doing right now but if I had the chance to meet you in New York,
0: I would love to do it also. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know, you have those app like Peloton, Mm -hmm. right? Like mirror. So those are, while they're not going to take the place of personal trainers, some people are going to gravitate towards that. And, you know, they're not going to go back to in-person training. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a, a, there's already been a huge shift to virtually not just with training but with with whole life Mm -hmm. right um but i still think there's always going to be a place in martial arts for for in studio in person contact um you're never going to learn how to to spar over the internet like that's just yeah
1: (laughs) right there's no way no way like i was saying
0: before like if you I asked people in their thirties, in their forties, um, have you ever been into a physical altercation? Like, have you ever been hit? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them tell me no. And it used to surprise me, but then to co- come in, my background has always been in martial arts. So I've been in that world and around these like-minded people for a very long time. But then everybody else is like, we don't want to get in this face. Like you're <laughs> a little crazy. <laughs> Um, so I realized that like people don't want to get hit, right? They, they want to defend themselves. They don't mm-hmm. want to learn that experience. But if you don't know that experience, um, you ever seen the movie Fight Club? Yeah, of course. One of my favorite quotes, um, it's on my Facebook profile. How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Mm, I like it. And, and when he said that to me, that really stuck with me. And I could talk a whole another hour about the movie Fight Club, and <laughs> a different time, a different day. Yeah, a different day. But yeah, but that stuck with me, and and since I had been in all these in the ring fights, not many out of the ring fights. Right,
1: which is good. We try because... to avoid these ones, even for top guy. I think that's one of the best thing for any uh, martial artist is to have the discipline and uh, the integrity to not seek altercation outside the the gym and most of the professional fighters they don't search any problem they don't seek adversity uh they don't seek enemies in public but of course things can happen doesn't mean i have like from ufc fighters you've seen some scandals and stuff like this but this is not giving good rap to the sport uh if you go i am a ufc fighter and you just go knock somebody in the street of las vegas you look like a fool. That's it. And you are going to be yeah. banned
0: from maybe they, the sport. Gonna, and it's not it's not nice. Yeah, so. we're, yeah, we're in a culture right now that you cannot do anything and it's not going to go on the Internet. So, yeah, um, if you're a professional fighter, uh, by the way, like you see you see fighting on the TV. If you're not out there and you're not like you don't know the sport. Professional fighters, they're not the ones going out looking for trouble. Right, professional martial artists like we know how to do it that doesn't mean we want to do it that doesn't mean we are gonna cause trouble right most of the fights and the people that you see are like the outliers right so like they say like if you kind of similar to if you don't have money they say oh people who are rich um, they're all like bad people and I said no they were probably bad people before and then they got rich and then they're still bad. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same with fighting. Like if you were kind of an, an a-hole before and then, you know, you learn to fight and then you didn't take the actual martial arts, like um, self-discipline and um, knowledge of yourself and everything that, that comes with being a martial artist, you just said, no, I just want to be a fight and I'm still going to be a jerk. Those are the people that, you know, usually they're the ones that are getting kicked out of gyms. Yeah. Right. Those are the ones that can't, can't, can't be, they're not going to last long in the sport.
1: No. Right. And they will repel people who are there for the right reason. It's just, it's, it's a turn off man. People who are like this, like who really enjoy having to face and deal with these kind of people in general. It's yes, you can have physical skills. Okay, you can have technical skills. But if you speak like me, like trash, so speak to me like trash. Why would I even spend 30 seconds of my precious life with you? Just go exactly. annoy somebody else and eventually maybe they will wake up. Maybe they won't, but that's not a our business.
0: Yeah. Um, Who to watch out for Our um, MMA fans, right? So, so you have a lot of these people um, on the internet. They call them trolls, and they just uh, they'll watch fights, and they think they can do it. And then they go to a bar and they get drunk, and mm. they want to cause problems. Or they'll go to a fight. And I've seen this. I've seen this in um, one of the UFC events that I went to. Yeah. So this guy was behind me. They got too drunk. They decided that they wanted to fight. Uh, because mm. they were seeing it and then it just it's not a good situation. Ugh, right? That's no nah. the ring in the in the cage, like they have rules. They have rules to protect the fighters. Yeah. Right? Out in the streets, there's no rules. So in my self defense training, like I don't teach people in the in the ring fighting because there's no rules in the street. Mm. I say you if you're gonna have to defend yourself, you're gonna have to go all in. Like, you're gonna have to hurt this person
2: mm-hmm
0: and a lot of my my female clients are like oh, you don't want to hurt me. like we can't do this move to you coach john i can't choke you out and i'm like what do you mean i'm not i'm not your coach right now i'm this person trying to harm you so you have to choke me until i tap all right this is like switch to my um oh, all yeah. yep I'm still here mm-hmm this, my, my phone is running low on battery yeah switch out for my headset
1: okay it's fine we have all, all your five minutes left anyway so everything is fine yeah um so John from your like all the experience and expertise maybe what are some nice lessons that you can give from martial arts to real life and this is not my last question so my last question is a bit different but maybe just before the last question things that you learn from being a martial artist and you can apply to your life today and how people who don't have your background can also apply them today.
0: Oh, absolutely. So hugest lesson I've learned from martial arts, right? Um, and this is because my, some of my clients even asked me, like, how do you keep the self-discipline or how do I change my mindset? And I said, for, forget all about that, right? Those are just words, um life is going to knock you down right life is going to sucker punch you Mm
2: -hmm.
0: life is not going to be like hey you know here's this challenge today you know um (laughs) overcome it right here you go no like it's going to sucker punch you it's going to come out of nowhere right all you got to do is just keep moving forward right just keep like one i took this from rocky right i take a lot of quotes but um, I think this is one in front of his last movies. He said, take it one step at a time, one punch at a time. Right? And that's how I do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this the second lesson that I, that I can teach um, from martial arts, like going through all this stuff is that if you wanna step out of um, whatever you're doing, if you don't like what you're doing your job or your life, and you want to move to another level, like you have to step out of your comfort zone, right? Like nothing is going to happen, even if you were, say, you were making 250K or something like that, right? In your job, but then you're just going in and you're not liking the job and you're living for the weekend, right? What kind of like, you're not living a very sustainable life right? If you're, if you're just saying, I'm living for the holiday or I'm living for the weekend and then you get drunk on the weekend and then, or you, you know, you take some stuff out on your family, that's mm-hmm. not their fault. Um, yeah, sorry. I lost track of my thoughts. Um, where was I going with that?
1: <laughs> well, it, I don't know, man. It's, uh, It's so you can just finish like this. Like, you had this, what you learned from martial arts. It was a second lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So,
1: so don't, so don't like whatever is going inside of you. Yeah. You don't have to like release it, dump on people. And like, if you have martial arts, it it shows you how to control whatever is going on and like learn about yourself in this emotional way.
0: Yeah. Right. So, it allows you to learn about yourself, but it also allows you to, to, Learn how to be comfortable in the most uncomfortable situations, right? So when life throws those things at you, like those things that like seem like they come out of nowhere, um, you realize that okay, like this is happening to me. For example, in jujitsu, um, you'll be some 250 pound person. Like I'm a smaller frame, 150 pounds. Yeah. Right. I have to learn how to get out of it if a 250-pound muscle-bound person is on top of me trying to choke me. Not a good situation, right, for me to be in. But I have to learn how to breathe. I have to learn the moves. I have to learn the strategies to get out of there, right? And maybe I don't get all the way out, but I get to a better place. And then I Mm. take it step by step until I get back to a more comfortable position situation right yeah but first i have to get comfortable in something that's not in my comfort zone
1: man so now i'm going to ask you the last question maybe it's going to be related so if it is then we can you can just wrap it up but my last question is if you see yourself five years from now and people will look back at your episode in 2022 what do you want them to remember from from your episode or from you as a person in your wisdom what is the the one thing that you would like to end with to on a positive and inspiring uh way
0: oh wow okay
1: oh well. yeah no it's just the draw uh, everybody yeah. like, oh wow anthony you just hit me
0: <laughs> yeah um
1: whatever comes well, up naturally spontaneous
0: like like fighting life is hard fighting is easy um i mean that's my philosophy and the legacy that i want to leave um like for the next generation for my kids um, to teach people that well let me let me let me think for one second cuz that, that's a loaded question <laughs> the the one thing that i want to leave back well first i want to be a, a completely different person 5 years from now that i want to, than i am today mm-hmm. right? so i think always striving to be better right? Um, never letting yourself settle into a comfort zone. Yeah right? doesn't matter where you are, rich, poor, like millionaire, or just never letting yourself just settle into this daily rut or daily routine. Right? Always moving towards the next thing.
1: Always move forward, my friend. That's amazing. John, thank you so much. Uh, how can people connect with you? So I know you have an amazing program and amazing coaching services. So now it's time you can speak about your marketing. So, how can we connect with you if we want to learn more about your services or you as a person, if we want to just say thank you for this episode, uh you can tell us.
0: Awesome. So uh my website is W it's fightingiseasy.com. So that's all one word, fightingiseasy.com. Um, if you go on there, you'll see all my programs. So I do personal training, I do um, virtual training. Um, if you are not in New York and you want to try my training out, if you go to my website, it'll say try the free app. Go on there, just hit it, try out that app, right? I will get back to you right away. I am also, you can connect with me on Instagram, um, I'm on YouTube and TikTok, so it's Mm -hmm. all like we're gonna put the
1: links anyway in description i will i will put the link for you
0: yeah absolutely yeah i'll send you all my links that'll be right in the description right awesome um i'm on twitter as well but i don't go on twitter as much
1: awesome so guys uh from on my side it's anthony reveille your host for your brothers podcast you can follow me personally on linkedin facebook and instagram your brothers podcast on youtube I will be also audio version of on spotify apple and other platforms thank you so much for your time today uh if you want to support me financially there's a patreon site patreon link in the description if you want to give some money to support the mission and this channel feel free to do so thank you so much john for your time my friend was amazing and i really have i really hope to invite you again in the future and have an amazing talk once again
0: awesome thank you for having me anthony it was awesome
1: okay Thank you so much. See you guys. See you next time.
0: All right.